This episode of Radio Free Totebag is brought to you by Podcast Republic, a podcast client for Android. With over 2 million downloads, Podcast Republic is quickly becoming one of the most popular podcast apps for Android, and with good reason. Podcast Republic allows you to search all of your favorite podcasts, audiobooks, and YouTube channels or playlists, and stream them all on one platform. With automated downloads, you can even have your favorite content saved to your phone for listening, even if you don't have service. And you can synchronize the app between all of your Android devices. Download Podcast Republic for free on the Google Play Store. I guarantee you'll be a fan. the grocery store wearing a full-on Britney Spears circa 2000 and what two headphone microphone with a fucking like a foam bulb around the thing like what what fucking what phone call could this guy have been taking where he needed full studio quality audio at the grocery store it's radio free tote bag episode 26 seven 27. 27. Fuck! That's alright, dude. We, we've made so much magic, we're losing track of uh, what episode of magic we're on. I'm so mad this guy exists. He has a, he had a full headset! You sure it wasn't Britney Spears? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. A little, little more heavily built than Britney. Uh, hey man, maybe she started lifting and uh, doing shows at Kroger. <laughs> and lost, well, and maybe she shaved her hair again. That's true. It was at Meyer, by the way. I go to I, I got a Meyer right by my by my house. That's a little bit of a classier joint. I like to hear that she's moving up in the world. Moved on from Kroger <laughs> all the way to Meyer. Yeah. Also, I'm Donovan. What, what's your name? Arthur. There we go. Fuck. <laughs> Jesus, like a like a Bluetooth is enough to fucking give me the chills. You know. Did I was. I, I was on a plane going to that wedding a couple weeks ago, and the dude across the aisle from me was wearing the Bluetooth headset, and he didn't use it like the entire time, and just the one ear. Right. So like, are you are you listening to music on the one ear, and then you just have airplane noises blasting into your other one? Like, I don't, that sounds I don't like think hell. that could be enjoyable. No. And I mean, I appreciate that he's not yelling on his phone the entire time, but I don't know, man. Maybe when those things were at the height in like the mid-2000s, uh-huh. Like some of the some of the dudes who are wearing them all the time, maybe they just kind of like grew into their ear. You know what I mean? Sure. Like you can have your uh, your earlobes if you stretch them out, can kind of stay out like that. Maybe it's a thing. Maybe it just got lodged in there, and they're like, "Fuck it, uh, no universal health care in this country. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep this earpiece in all the time," which really just casts a horrible light on our healthcare system when you think about it. That's true. That's true. Somber moment. Somber moment, indeed. You know what irritated me, Arthur? What irritated you? Well, let me start with saying uh, I'm drinking boxed wine right now. That's how Ooh. irritated I am. Franzia? Yeah. Uh, Boda box, brother. A little, little step up. Mm-hmm, I bought mm-hmm. this for Bonnaroo months ago. It's been sitting on top of my fridge, and I honestly like just kind of forgot it was there. Realized that I was at a beer, and uh, I was in, just in kind of a... Kind of shitty mood. And so I'm like, uh, the best you know time to drink. 
it's time to crack this sucker up, and it's time to just put a straw in it like a, a Capri Sun and go through all three liters. And you know why I'm angry, Arthur? You know why what's you prompted angry? this? What's prompted this? Bagged wine, uh, death match. I got a bag of chips before this. I want to get a little snack, right? Right. And it's the worst thing in the world that somebody has introduced this quote-unquote feature to mini bags where there's the, like, here's the convenient tear point, and you tear Mm -hmm. it, and it's like the little piece of skin that gets loose next to your fingernail, and if you pull it, it's just going to go on forever and, like, rip your finger apart. And that's what happens with the bag, Arthur. That's what happens with the bag. You get a bag nail? Hang hang bag bag nail? You get a bag nail? A tote bag nail. Uh... (laughs) But you feel me? It's the fucking worst. It's one thing if this is like a tiny little bag. Uh, but I've seen these on like the bigger bags. I think Sun Chips might have them. And like, I go to the gym. I'm a pretty strong dude. And I'm like, I'm just going to peel this apart. Like, this bag can't beat me. And I fucking can't. <laughs> it's literally impossible. Like, digging your fingers into it and trying to tear the bag apart. And it won't happen. And I'm very upset. So now I'm drinking Boda Box. Defeated. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Fuck, man. We brought the heat last week of bringing the anger this week. Yeah, just the fucking frustration. There's a lot to be uh, upset about in this world. Chip bags and uh, Britney Spears being relegated to Meyer. <laughs> I just, okay, let, I'm going to step away from that bit for a moment and just refocus on the fact that this was a grown man <laughs> wearing a full, a full Britney Spears headset. <laughs> what? What? Now I have to know this guy exists. He's in the world. He lives near me. I'd, I'd be worried about that. He votes. Like I feel like there should ugh. be a registry for that. Yeah. He needs to come around to your door, knock on it with the headset on, and be like, hey, just to let you know, uh, I do wear this headset all the time. <laughs> also, everybody's phone comes with the earbuds, with yeah. the microphone on it now, right. right? Like, if you got a phone in the last five to ten years... That's the acceptable level of audio equipment to wear in public. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it one bit. Enemy of the show. I think we got to declare another fatwa. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's time. Andy Spears headset guy at the uh, Cincy Meyer. Yeah. Fuck that dude. Not into it. Bad look. Bad look indeed. Bad look, bad chips bag. But you know, you know what's good, Arthur? What's good is answering uh, some of these questions. And, I feel uh, good about that. You want to get into that, get this weight off of our shoulders, and uh, <clears throat> take on the weight of the relationship world. Okay, here, here it come. All right. I, I very badly want to do this in a sling blade voice. No, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it, though. Okay, here we go. My... 22F, boyfriend of one year, 20M, doesn't really like my guinea pigs and it hurts my feelings. Am I overreacting? He claims to love them, but his actions state otherwise. I have two male guinea pigs that I love with all of my heart. I don't really know if if this is that big of an issue, but I wanted to hear other people's opinions on this. He calls them stupid and other mean names, but claims that he's joking. He will hold them sometimes, but handles them improperly, and I often have to say, be more gentle, and ask him to stop completely or just take them away from him. If I ask him to help me clean the cage, the cage is really big, I'm a small person, and it's typically a two-person job, he will get irritable with me, and it hurts my feelings. I hate even having to ask. He never takes them out of their cage first, gives them food or water. I do everything. 
He bought them fleece bled, fleece bled, flip, 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 fleece bedding, which I appreciate. I just wish that he acted like he cared, you know? They squeal a lot, and it doesn't bother me, but he yells at them to shut up. I mean, they're guinea pigs. That's the nature of guinea pigs. Again, let me know if I'm making too big a deal out of this. TLDR, boyfriend of one year doesn't really care for my guinea pigs or treat them properly. My main question is, am I overreacting? And that was posted by, I love Mr. Kitty. (laughs) I'm going to say yes or no here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, <clears throat> yes, you're overreacting in the sense that, uh, like, these are these are your pets. You brought them into the relationship, uh, and ultimately that's your responsibility. Like, it'd be a nice thing if your boyfriend uh, helped take care of them and all that, but ultimately that's that's on you. On the other hand, the fact that he's, like, handling them shittily and, like, I mean, calling him stupid, I don't know. A loud, squeaky guinea pig, I could see getting a little irritated about that. But... The handling went properly and, uh, you know, being kind of shitty and not good towards your pets, that that's a different thing. And I don't think yeah. that reflects well on a person who, uh, you know, is going to treat tiny animals poorly. I don't think that's a good thing. Right. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. He's got to treat them nice if he's handling them, right? But yeah, does he have to handle them at all, you know? I think he can be completely detached, like... uh like, it's one thing if you have, like, an open-air animal, an animal that kind of lives in the house with you, right? If you have a cage animal, interacting with that animal is sort of optional. You know what I mean? No, it's true. At a certain point with some of those, it's more of a decoration than a uh, than a pet, isn't it? Yeah, I'm thinking, like, uh, like budgies, you know, little, like, parakeets and shit. That's a decoration pet. Unless- oh, I don't know about that, dude. I had a cockatiel for, like, three years. And uh-huh. those things are sweet, dude. That's, like, kind of the same size. We had a perch. You can take them in the shower, and they'll, like, <laughs> splash around in the water and, like, chirp at you. It's a fucking great time. They, they love it. Cockatiels are a little more uh, interactive, I think, than, like, some smaller birds. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the real tiny boys. Because they got, they got their cool mohawk, too, and that just adds, that adds so many points. It's true. And birds, I guess, do need some level of uh, interaction so they don't lose their fucking minds. But I'm thinking like that lizards. That might be parrots. Yeah, lizards. Like lizards. You know what I mean? Like guinea yeah. pig isn't quite there. I think the bird is a little bit more of like a engaged pet, but it definitely can be just kind of a you know thing that sits in the cage. Versus the, uh, you know, you don't have to walk the guinea pig. You, you leave it alone. The guinea pig's not going to shit all over the house because it's in yeah. his cage. And uh, if it's a pet you brought into the relationship, like the, it's okay if your partner's not 100% into that. Yeah. Uh, Here you go. Exotic insects. Do you have to like your girlfriend's um, scorpion? <laughs> People capable of liking a scorpion? Can you like, you know what I mean? Like you have a bad day and like he just knew. He rubbed his stinger against my cheek and wiped the tears away. Like I don't know. No. I don't know about the scorpion. <laughs> he viciously attacked me because that's all they're capable of. <laughs> he knew I was sad so he pinched my finger off. <laughs> it stabbed what, venom into my body. I didn't, I didn't even remember why I was sad in the first place. Because <laughs> it hurts. No, there's the, bad. there's a spectrum. Again, though, it's a completely different thing if he's antagonizing the pet and being shitty and handling right. it poorly. Right. Uh, but ultimately, it's I don't think that's a responsibility of his. And if it bothers you enough, then that's something you need to talk about. Um, and I don't know, maybe that'll be a deal breaker if you were really invested in that and care about that. But if I were you, I, I just wouldn't worry about it all that much. 
True. Tell them to chill out. Uh, and I would come back to this too. If there's situations where you bring up something that's bothering you, like he's handling these guinea pigs like kind of roughly, and you say that, if he just you know doesn't respond, that that also reflects badly on a person beyond kind of the animal mistreatment. But because he's not he's not listening to your feelings there, and that's that's not cool. Can't do that. No. I uh, I feel bad talking though because I actually ate a guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> like recently? I don't feel good about that either. No, this was, I think this was ten years ago. Now I was in Peru, and uh, it's a big thing there in Ecuador. Like all the restaurants, especially in the tourist areas, because uh, people want to check it out. But it's like a legitimate thing. And uh, I don't know. Do you know what do they call it? There's like uh, por- pork, beef. It's uh, cuy. cuy, cuy. Yeah, I think it's cuy. It, anyways, regret it. It was awful. And in mm-hmm. retrospect, like I feel a little bad about it. Because here's the thing with the guinea pig. It, it, you know, I'm thinking maybe I'm going to get a couple little nuggets on the plate. You know what I mean? Or just like a little kind of piece of meat. It is the entire guinea pig oh. fried on its back with its limbs out in each direction and the little teeth just like poking out. Oh. And it's horrible. It tasted fucking terrible. Like, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I went to this shitty, you know, touristy place that does not have the good guinea pig. But uh, <laughs> that was gamey and stringy. And, you know, it's it, it's staring you at the face. I knew people who had pet guinea pigs. I felt weird yeah. about that. I still that, feel weird about that. <laughs> that's, a, that's definitely a weird one. What? Like, I can't imagine a rodent not being stringy. No, Exactly. Like, rodents all... appear to live their lives in a state of constant stress. You know what I mean? No, like, if you're a rodent in the wild, you're most of the time evading death. Because <laughs> <laughs> everything's, exactly. everything's trying to eat you, ironically, um, making your meat less good. Wake up, gnaw on some uh, sticks. Maybe gnaw on your young, because some of them do that. Yeah, dude. And then run from other things that are trying to gnaw on you, including me, apparently. Can you get capybara meat? You know about capybaras, right? Yeah, that's just like the big guinea pig. Yeah, it's like a super big guinea pig. And they are like chill as shit. Like, uh, Ah. there's... uh, there's like uh it's not even anecdotal there's like scientific evidence of guinea pig or of capybaras hanging out with like animals of all types they just like <laughs> they just like chill they're just friendly dudes i saw <laughs> one run across a golf course and uh jump into the water once that's pretty neat but i never ate one of those i just found Anyways, something but- cool oh what you <laughs> manta call venezuela from the associated press when Venezuelans' appetite for capybara clashed with the church's ban on eating meat during Lent, a local priest asked the Vatican to give the world's biggest rodent the status of fish. People rejoiced <laughs> when the Vatican agreed, declaring that capybara isn't meat. <laughs> More than two centuries later, they still consider the 130-pound capybara a de- delicacy and pay big bucks to put it on their dinner tables. Jesus. So according to the Vatican, capybara is fish. They go in the water and shit. I know they swim around. But it's that- true. That's a stretch. This feels like a stretch. I wonder if you could eat seal during Lent. Yeah, those are just, you know, they get in the water. They're just fish, too. I get in the water sometimes. Apparently, that makes me a fish in the eyes of the Vatican. How about that? (laughs) Well, as much as I know, I love Mr. Kitty appreciates our uh, waxing poetic on various sizes of rodents. Uh, 
the point I was trying to make is at least he's not eating it. And uh, <laughs> I feel kind of bad about feel kind of bad about doing that. Wanted to get that off my chest. Also, uh, thank you just for a recommendation. Your... It's bad. It's really bad. Thank you for your confession, my son. Yes. Five um, But yeah, talk to him about it. If he does not, if he's not taking your feelings into consideration, that's not good. That's a serious red flag. And if he's mishandling the animals, that's fucked up too. So uh, maybe have a conversation with him about this and try to see if this dude is, you know, a shitty dude or not. Yeah. Always about the communication. Always, always, always. Bingo. Communication and uh, don't eat guinea pigs. All right. How to get over 15F. My crush on my doctor, 40M. Woo. (laughs) Okay. I obviously know that I am underage and that a relationship with my doctor would be illegal and unethical. I'm not looking to pursue any kind of relationship outside of doctor-patient. A couple weeks ago, I had a tendon injury in my dominant hand. I was in the ER, and my doctor performed surgery on me the same day. He's changed my dressing once a week since and just put in a hard cast, so I won't be seeing him for a month. I've been having a hard time adjusting to wearing a cast, changing my lifestyle, and learning to write with my non-dominant hand, and he's been super positive and nice to me. Last night I had a dream about me about to get surgery and the doctor introducing me to a very attractive younger version of himself. (laughs) By the way, my doctor is completely professional with me. Anyways, how do I get over this crush? Question mark, question mark. TLDR, how can I get over this little crush I have on my doctor? He's helped me with some life changes, so I'm very grateful to him. And that was posted by Pink Dress 123. Don't. Just nurse this crush (laughs) well into your 30s. And then you meet a doctor. And then you marry a doctor. There you go. Or nurse your crush well into your 30s. This dude will be uh, 55. Yeah, and it won't be quite as weird. Go find him, and there you go. (laughs) I really enjoy the detail about the dream where the doctor introduced her to a younger version of himself. No, yeah. But before she was going to get surgery, like... Here's young me. Did like young him that did like they kind of both old and young doctor chop her open and that was the fantasy dream or <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what happened after the introduction? I don't know about that. I, w- I would like more details on this on yeah. this uh unusual dream here. Here we like, go. Here's, Here's me as a cute teenager and uh okay, now we're taking out your appendix. It was the best <laughs> date of my life. Here we go. Dorian Maximus says, nothing wrong with having crushes. I'm with you. No, exactly. It's the, it's fine to have a crush. Uh, it's even fine in this situation, as long as you're not trying to pursue this. And you're clearly exactly. not. It seems yeah. like you have a good handle on it. Uh, you know, if it's causing you distress, maybe, you know, start looking at people your own age. Maybe try to go out and date a little bit or do something to distract yourself. But I think in general, like that's, that it's okay. As long as yeah. you're not acting on it. Uh, and as long as it's not, it's not bothering you too much. Just, it's not, not the biggest deal. <laughs> Red Rose Beetle says, imagine your doctor taking angry poops. That is always an attraction killer for me <laughs> Two, A lot of this will auto resolve as time goes by and you see him less and less. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, don't 
don't actively pour flames on it, but it's like, you know, going to the doctor's office is usually just kind of like a, like a bullshit hassle, you know? Now, now you're like, oh, I'm gonna go see fucking Swoony Doctor Man. There you go. Hot doc. You get to go, uh, you get to go see him and, uh, and that's all right. Yeah. You get to go see McDreamy. Uh, he was, I would also, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Yes. I would also say, though, I just it doesn't sound like this is a big deal, but pay attention if this becomes a recurring trend and you might you know, wonder why you're in that state. Uh, on one hand, it could be because you're 15 and 50-year-old dudes tend to be trash. Uh, yeah. I know that having been a 15-year-old dude. But, uh, you know, if that becomes a recurring trend where you're having trouble being attracted to people your age, like maybe just pay a little attention to that and think about where that comes from. And once you're you 18, me? you can embrace it. There you go. Yeah. And once you're Some 18, pe- he'll be 43. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Some people just date older, and I think that's kind of okay. Uh, uh, I, I, had a, no. I, had a, I had a friend of mine kick it to me this way. She said that... Uh, uh, and she she kind of used some gender essential logic, which I don't, you know, I don't dig gender essentialism. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't know what that means. Gender essentialism is the idea that, like, all girls want this and all boys want this. I got you. Yeah. But she said that um, girls want to date a guy who's older because he's got the experience and he's, you know, he's got the car. He's got the house. He's got everything in place. You know what I mean? He wants, like, the way she was putting it is that uh, you want to have somebody who's got it kind of taken care of for you. I get that. And But, yeah, I'm with you. Is that That's not something that applies across everybody. Yeah. And uh, the other thing she said is that guys maybe want to date younger because uh, we enjoy teaching things to people. I know that's true of me, actually. I love teaching yeah, I got- people things. I got a little bit of that, too. Yeah. And so you date younger so that you can teach some things, and then she gets the stability of the of the older guy. So that maybe you. maybe that's a mesh, like maybe that kind of works out. I don't know. No, I, I feel you. And I don't think in all cases that large age gaps, like, are a big deal. Uh, you know, I've dated people older and younger than me. I mean, certainly not 25 years in range. Uh but, it, you know, that's an all right thing. I just do think, let's you're this 18-year-old girl, say, you know, at the point where this is technically legal, right? You're attracted uh, to a 45-year-old dude. Yeah. It, it's, it makes sense to kind of be attracted to that kind of stability and having your shit together. And if they're, tr- like, I get I get that part. And they're, past, if, they're past the truly shitty dude phase. Exactly. But on the other hand, like a 45 year old dude who would date an 18 year old. <laughs> Probably not great. That's, yeah, that's that doesn't reflect great on a person. So, yeah, I feel there, that. I feel that. What, what, what's the rule? Like it can date up or down your age divided by two plus seven. You ever heard that? Yep. Standard creepiness. Thanks, XKCD. Uh, is that what it's from? Yeah. Always coming in clutch, XKCD. I, I think that's a reasonable rule of thumb there. And yeah. Uh, yeah, 15 to 40 ain't it, but you seem to have, you know, you're not trying to pursue that. As you said, uh, it's okay to have this crush, but just, just keep it as that. <laughs> I'm just going to figure out mine real quick. 30. What is it? 
divided by two plus seven? Yes. Twenty-two. I can date 20, a twenty-two-year-old. Yeah, I can. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. All right, see you later. Arthur's gonna go find the twenty-two-year-old. <laughs> and then, yeah. uh, well, how do you go up? Um, it's within. Let's see. It's just seven up because it would just be the range, right? Yeah. Okay. I can Wait, date a thirty-seven-year-old. There we go. All right, well, go find yourself a 22 or 37-year-old, and I'll carry on the show in the meantime. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> yeah. You got, anything else, you got anything else on this one, or are you, uh, you ready to nah. move on? No. Right. No, nah, we're good. All right. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> I just read the name. I really like it. I think you will, too. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I, 30M, am freaking out about picking an engagement ring for my girlfriend, 32F. A preface. This is probably a very boring problem because the only thing wrong in our relationship is that I'm stressing about jewelry selection. So if this isn't the right place for this post, please let me know and I'll take it elsewhere. No, this is, this is a relationship question. You're doing good, man. <laughs> she told me in general what she likes and doesn't like, and she even made a Pinterest board for me to look at, which has honestly been pretty helpful. But the problem is that I'm working with a teeny tiny little budget. And most of the rings she likes are way out of my price range. So after a bunch of research, I found some places that make rings I think she'd like that I can more or less afford, but none of them are exactly right, and I'm worried she'll just hate them. She's really particular and really hard to shop for in general, so it's actually not impossible that she could be excited about the proposal, say yes, and then just kind of hate her ring and feel guilty about it forever. (laughs) I guess what I'm hoping for is advice from other people who have either successfully picked out engagement rings or had engagement rings picked out for them. How much slash how little information did you share about what kind of ring you wanted? How closely did you stick to it? What do I do? TLDR, I'm trying to buy an engagement ring for my wonderful and very particular girlfriend, and I can't tell if I haven't found it yet or if I'm scared to pull the trigger. Please give me wisdom, and that was posted by Serials Business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm the wrong person to ask about this. For I... two reasons. One, because I haven't bought an engagement ring or considered it. And number two, I I don't like the idea. Uh, It kind of ties in with kind of like the manufactured, like Valentine's Day shit in the the ring. Like, I don't like the idea. And the companies that make the rule like it should be X part of your salary. Like, I I hate that that's the standard (laughs) and then that's determined uh, by companies because they just want to sell the goddamn rings. That's right. On the other hand, if I care about somebody... I don't want to be the asshole who's like, well, actually, and they give them this spiel, and they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you know, <laughs> you're, you're trying to propose. I I haven't had to put thought into this yet, luckily, but I don't like it. I, I, I don't like it. Yeah. I'm fully there with you. And I say that as somebody who used to sell jewelry. Oh, there we go. At unnamed retail store. At unnamed retail store. Which I, eh, eh, I could name it now, but I'm, I'm going to leave it a mystery. <laughs> um so 7-Eleven. <laughs> yeah, I sold jewelry at 7-Eleven. <laughs> Along with um glass roses and fucking um and uh you know, weed pipes. There you go. Those are sweet. Forget the ring, get her a glass rose. Next. <laughs> you know what a glass rose is, right? Yes. Yeah, for our listeners who don't, that's a crack pipe, baby. If you're ever <laughs> if you're ever in a convenience store and you see little um little like 
glass containers that have like a, a tiny fake rose in them. Yeah, that's a crack pipe. That's for a crack. That's for smoking crack out of. No, dude, it's a sweet gift for your SO that you picked up at the uh, <laughs> fucking Seven Eleven. And if you ever want to buy a crack pipe from a head shop, ask for an incense oil burner. The hook, yeah. Uh, Damn, dude, we're giving out the real advice this episode. <laughs> that's right. Um, okay, here's here's what I'd say. Here's what I'd say. Uh, of course, she's gonna want the enormous extravagant ring, right? But what? is going to satisfy her is the ring that comes from you that falls close enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get you. Like, you hear what I'm saying? Because uh, the ring's going to be special to her because you picked it out for her. You're her special boy. So, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say that, like, whatever you pick out is fine because that's clearly not the case. Um, you want to kind of... Look at the style of the ring, like uh, like how many stones in the setting. Um, like a lot of engagement rings are like three stones in a setting. So you want to get her three stones. Now here's a fun cost-saving measure. Get her white sapphire as opposed to diamonds. Now don't tell her it's diamonds because that's bullshit. <laughs> but white sapphire and diamond are very similar. But white sapphire is significantly less expensive. So if you can, you can get her like a nice lab created white si- white sapphire ring for a fraction of the cost of a a diamond ring of the same size, and uh, to the untrained eye, you know her, her friends or whatever looking at it aren't going to be like, "Girl, that's not diamonds." They're going to be like, "Oh my god, those are so fucking huge!" And then you don't what have to support fucked up diamond corporations. Yeah, that's dude. a good that's a good combo. Fucked the beers. Do you ever have people come in and like ask you for help on picking them out, like engagement rings specifically? Oh yeah, I had this is my favorite um, engagement ring story ever. So this couple comes in. It's a uh, it's a tall uh, white dude with graying hair. Uh, I'd say maybe like early fifties, and he's like really suntanned, like super like burnt up, like being out in the sun, and he's wearing. Oh, yeah. And he's wearing a polo shirt with a uh, logo of some racing team. Like it said, like something racing. I didn't, I don't remember what racing team it is. So I got the sense that he worked for some racing team, right? And he was there with this woman who she was maybe like late thirties and she was like, I think she was Filipino maybe. And I got the sense that they met at the track very recently and are now getting married. (laughs) (laughs) That's the sense I got. Uh, And I helped them select uh, the ring that she wanted and helped him get 30% off when he opened a boop charge. There you go. Yeah. So he... it It was definitely... Like, if they were in Vegas... It would have been, they would have fared much better, I think. You know what I mean? I think there's probably. <laughs> Straight from the track, directly to the church. Yeah, there's a better industry in place for that kind of wedding yeah. <laughs> in Vegas. Yeah. Then, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Cincinnati, not really the destination for uh, same night weddings. But yeah, I, you know, I had people all the time who were uh, coming in like, hey, we need like a ring now. Like right now. Can we just get one now? <laughs> 
And I sold a I sold a ten thousand dollar engagement ring set to somebody one time. Damn, that was pretty cool. Dude's name was Boomer. Of course it was. Yeah, <laughs> Boomer was a cool guy. I actually, got his number. Thanks for the ten grand, Boomer. Well, I, I guess mean, the point he, he didn't spend no ten grand because it was sixty percent off, and he opened a, a a boop charge. Ah, dude, you gotta love that boop charge. I guess what I was getting at, though, is in this situation, too, like, take these pictures you got and go to the store and, like, ask ask them for it. Like, it's like going to the barber or something. Like, you're you're working with an expert. You don't have to know any, everything when you go in there. Yeah. But if you're putting the effort in to, like, look at these pictures of what she wants and you show that to somebody, it's like showing a barber, you know, like what haircut you're trying to kind of get close to and they can they can help you pick out. And just I don't mean, go. Just don't go to one of those fucking crappy places that runs the advertisements on the radio down here all the time. Genesis Diamonds. Ah, I'm trying to remember what ours is. Uh, it, it, it doesn't. You, you know the idea. It's basically probably the same as the place that you're describing. Just yeah. the fucking constant on the on the radio down here. Try White Sapphire. You might even float the idea to her. You might even be like, "Well, White Sapphire looks a lot like Diamond, and you can get a much bigger one for cheaper." Maybe just float that. And if she shoots it down, well, then you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> is it kosher for people to just be like, can you help me pick this out? Or does that fuck everything up? Like, I'm very... No, 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 no. It, it, it definitely doesn't fuck anything up. Um, your jeweler is going to know what they have in stock. They're going to have a pretty good idea of what they've got. And um, I kind of like to just like, I like to lead a horse to water. You know what I mean? I go like, well, here's these ones. Uh, they're kind of like what you described. Choose what you want out of these that are like the ones you talked about. Gotcha. Um, and, you know, so they're going to know what they have, and they're going to know. Uh, and don't be afraid to get vulgar about the cost. You know what I mean? Be like, yeah, Don't be I'm, afraid to let them catch some hands. <laughs> be like, I would like to spend X amount of dollars. And they will show you to the rings that are X amount of dollars. And if you don't find one that fits the criteria, just walk out. There's plenty of fucking diamond stores. Um, don't get locked in to buying from a particular place. Like, don't be afraid to walk out. There you go. Particular, like, if you're at, a, like, a department store, it's, you know, you fucking do not feel obligated. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to hurt anybody's feelings. No, they're just going to be happy you walked away from the counter and they don't have to fucking deal with you anymore. Uh, alternatively, go to uh, one of those little machines in the inside of the Kroger, throw 50 cents in, twist it, and be like, it's the thought that counts. And if she really loves you, dude, if she really loves you, that'll mean enough to her. You will Boom. get punched in the fucking dick if you do that. That's our strategy. That's the official RFTB strategy. <laughs> All right, I got nothing else on this because I don't know anything about rings. You, uh, and I, I think you gave a pretty damn detailed answer. Yeah. Find yourself an Arthur. Somebody will help you out. Yeah, somebody will hook it up for you. All right, moving from rings to uh, to clits. Sometimes the, those have rings, huh? No, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I don't know anything about the clit. All right, this is the. Uh, that is a question from the sex board as opposed to the relationship board. If you don't know, the sex board, that's about sex. Question for guys. <laughs> if you went to rub a girl's clit and you missed it or were rubbing the wrong area, would you be okay with her moving your hand to the right place? 
I know this sounds like a dumb question, but I'm honestly curious as to how guys felt about this. Because it's happened to me a few times, and I felt a little bit bad moving his hand to the right spot over and over. I know communication is key and whatnot, but I'm just curious and wanted to ask Reddit and Radio Free Tote Bag. That was posted by Mahi Loa. Mahi Loa. Who doesn't who doesn't know where it is? It's right <laughs> it's right there. It's at the top. You might have to move some shit out the way, but it's right there. Okay, okay, okay. Move the hand. If they're fucking it up that bad, move them around. But like, for fucking Christ's sake, it's 2018. Know where it is. Know where it is. You're supposed to know where it is. Alternatively, just carry around a little diagram and whip that out. Then you can skip all the, uh, the all, all the strange talk. Nope. Uh, just that throw one of those red circles and the arrow like in the uh, clickbait videos on YouTube, and they'll have no trouble finding it. Uh, it's it's like no, no, that's my cervix. That's way <laughs> too deep. Stop it. Stop. Stop it. Like, yeah, don't do not be afraid to fucking show somebody where it is. Holy shit. Six hundred and seventy six comments in one day. <laughs> Jesus, that's a lot. S- sex board be pumping. Uh, but also, I think this this goes to a, a kind of larger thing here with in general with sex. Uh, if your partner's doing something and you know what you like and they're not really doing what you like it, it is OK to, to tell them that I, I think uh this actually usually goes better, too. I mean, you just said, you know, communication is, is key. But it, but it also can be awkward to talk about that stuff. You know what I mean? Especially if it's with somebody new and you're like, I don't know, you're going to worry, you're going to off-put them or, like, make them feel bad or something. You know? Obviously, don't be an asshole about it. Be like, what the fuck are you even doing? <laughs> even if that <laughs> might be the uh, appropriate response. But, uh, no, I don't, I don't think there's anything. There's nothing wrong with uh with just letting your partner know what you want. And uh, and if you're a guy or a girl, you know, getting some instructions from your partner like that, like, don't be embarrassed about that uh, or ashamed about it. It's, you know, everybody's learning. Everybody's different. Everybody likes different things. And uh, all that's going to all that's gonna happen out of that is you're going to have better sex. So that's that's good. Yeah. Can I share with you some facts about the clitoris? Uh, let's, let's hear <laughs> Only one fourth of the clitoris is outside the body. Have Where, you? Where's have, the rest? Inside. What? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen a diagram of what the clitoris looks like? Ah, uh, definitely, definitely. It's fucking it. It is uh, disturbing the shape of it. <laughs> it is. It looks like an alien organ of some kind. I'm gonna share. I'm gonna share this image. uh, I think many guys have had the experience of you're having sex for the first time, and like you hear you hear that term popping around, and you're like, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go to Wikipedia or the internet, and I'm gonna find that diagram. I I think in our in our internet age, I I would think that many people have had that experience, or maybe I was just fucking weird when I was in uh, when I was in high school. Yeah, I I mean. Good on Sorry you for, for caring get, too much. Good on you for getting the facts. That's there important. Oh, thank you. Okay, here we go. Second clitoral fact. It's so, so, so sensitive. So don't attack it. Don't attack the clitoris. 
No, you're not. You're not trying to mash a button on a goddamn you know remote or controller. Fact number three: it's not a button. No. No. So don't <laughs> don't just smash it. Uh, fact number four: it functions a lot like a penis. There it you works. Go. So think about okay. So you're getting a ho- you're getting a hojo at at the Howard Johnsons. You're getting a Handy J. <laughs> and she just. Just the tip of it, just fucking. It's like, you know what I mean? Think about that. She just grips the tip of your cock and fucking just like real, real fucking fast, just up and down, just yeah, on the tip. You're gonna go whoa, 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 whoa. You're gonna be like whoa. That's that's what she that's what she doing. She's gonna be like that. Oh my god, it grows throughout your lifetime. Damn, dude. It can grow even more after menopause, as much as seven times the size it was at birth. I thought you were going to say seven inches. That was, was going to be a little traumatizing. <laughs> and 50, 50 to 75% of women need clitoral stimulation to achieve orgasm. Accurate. So, like, God, it's, it's, such, it's such a finesse organ. You know that's I mean? why uh and that's why going down is is the move there i think for for most people because you're gonna be more right. gentle you know your, your tongue's got a little texture to it yeah. i'm not saying everybody's like that but in general and uh also if it's 20 it's 2018 if you're not going down on your girlfriend uh you need some help my friend true it is, it is unacceptable in this era Uh, there is a book out there called Clitoracy. Is that like the name of the character? <laughs> no, Clitoracy. Clitera- oh. Literacy about the clit. Ah, <laughs> that's yeah. pretty good. It's uh, by uh, Sophia Wallace, and uh, according to a Huffington Post article, she wants you to know the truth about the clitoris. Thanks, uh, Sophia. Oh, whatever her last name was. <laughs> I'm gonna send. I'm gonna put some links in the in the uh, episode description for this one. I think because, like, a if you don't know where the clit is, that's a problem. It's 2018. Figure it out. We'll post Two, a map. Yeah, post a map. If you don't know what to do with it when you find it, that's also a problem. We gotta we gotta be out here, like, like fucking spec ops on these on these clitori. <laughs> you know what I mean? We gotta go in trained. We gotta be ready for this. There we go. We'll set up a workshop. That'll be great. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. First of all, uh, I don't know about 27 episodes in figuring out live shows, but it would be very cool to do one. There we go, dude. Everybody come down, and uh, we'll all just eat some pussy. That'll be great. (laughs) (laughs) RFTB live podcast recording slash sex seminar. There we go. I can't see how that would immediately go wrong. I'm, I'm going to say, too, uh, a lot of times in these situations, like I mentioned before, I think that people can get kind of nervous about that, especially if it's a new person and won't sure. necessarily tell you if you're doing all right. So I don't think it's a bad idea necessarily to check in with your partner while you're going down on her or him or anything else. It's just especially in the first couple of times, just figure out what they like and, yep. uh, you know. Is this what you're into? Does this feel good? How's that going? 
What's cracking? Like, those are the sort of questions you should be asking. What's cracking? Especially what's cracking. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you, you hear me? And I think that the, the more you do that, too, like, the more kind of confident and, and all right you can be with that. And I think people appreciate that. Because, like I said, I, I've definitely been that person, too, where you, you want something to be a little different. You're just kind of nervous to say something. Can I toot my own horn for a second? Dude, toot it. I'm going to sneeze and edit this out real quick. Come on. <laughs> but don't don't toot it just on the tip like a button. You got to toot your horn down the entire uh, down the okay. length. You got to toot That's the whole I shaft. Yeah. I had a I had a partner that I had had sex with before. And then we had a long hiatus. And then we had sex again. I was going down on her and she said to me, "I forgot how good you were at that." Wow. Alright, no air horns. Let's just add in some applause here for Arthur's <laughs> button licking abilities. <laughs> Big moment for me. Very exciting. That is a good fucking compliment. Yeah. Ah, oh, God. Good memories. <laughs> Alright, you ready to uh you ready to move to the friend zone? I am indeed ready to escape the clitoris and make it to the friend zone. Here in the friend zone. Edit that belch out, too. Jesus. Here in the friend zone, we got a question for you. It goes a little something like this. Another belch? Jesus. Me, 32M, with my GF, 29F, one year. Her parents are embarrassing to eat dinner with in public and aren't much better in private. I'm not sure if I should suck it up. Have GF say something to her parents or stop accepting dinner invites? I guess I'll start with a little background. GF's parents live nearby and are very generous to offer to take us out and pay for dinner. The problem is her mom is extremely anxious and micromanages GF's dad to an embarrassing and weird extent. Dad has his own issues as well. Some examples. We are eating at a Mexican restaurant. And instead of letting dad eat the chips and salsa, she would scoop salsa onto chips and place them on the table in front of them. She would refill this anytime he was low, so it wasn't even working to portion control. As you can imagine, this made a huge mess on the table. On the table? (laughs) This is just bullet point one. Just on the table. Oh, my God. Mom insists on splitting glasses of wine instead of getting her own glasses, even when they order multiple glasses. She will pour half sloppily into a second glass. Dad ordered queso fundido app as an entree. This particular restaurant does it as a melted hard cheese with a sprinkle of veggies and meat. He complained to the waiter that there weren't enough vegetables in the dish. That eh, doesn't sound so bad. GF and Dad decided to order an appetizer to split. Mom scolded Dad for eating it. Actually, she scolds him if he eats any of the shared food. Bread, chips, appetizers, etc. Mom has gone so far as to slap dad's hand away if he reaches for anything she doesn't approve of. One dinner, she spilled three glasses doing this. That's a fucking combo. One full glass of water slash ice and two glasses of wine. When this happens, she doesn't notify the neighbor or the waiter. Neighbor. Doesn't notify the waiter. So he walks by, sees ice all over the table, and gives a what the fuck look and starts cleaning it up. 
Since mom only lets dad order small dishes or appetizers, he's often hungry afterwards and complains there wasn't enough food. He will then start in on anything edible left on the table. Oh. Butter packets? Salad dressing? Sides? Etc. <laughs> generally using his fingers to get every last drop. Oh my god. Every conversation is about mom's anxieties of future events. You need to find an apartment. I'm not moving for three months. Places don't even list that far out. What are you going to do about your dogs on X trip? I have a regular sitter. Are you sure you're going to get vacation time at your new job to take a trip? X trip was scheduled prior to getting the job, and yes, I'll have vacation. If you can't go, I could go in your place. What? <laughs> If any of these events don't take place prior to the next dinner, we will rehash the exact same conversation. These are just events from the last two dinners. I've taken to avoiding accepting dinner invitations because it's both unpleasant and embarrassing. This also leaves out most of the non-dinner dysfunction, but that's easier to deal with. While all this is happening, GF tends to get a thousand-yard stare going on. She has trained herself to just ignore it all and become even more introverted than her usual self. TLDR. GF's parents are have embarrassing dinner habits and are not enjoyable company. Should I just stop accepting invites? Say something? Or keep my mouth shut? And that was posted by Dillmill11. <laughs> Dillmill. Ah, oh, God, dude. Dillmill. I'm getting secondhand anxiety and uncomfortableness just hearing through these. It's so unpleasant. Yeah, it's fucked up. If you... Man, bad dinner habits are hard to break, too. Like, it's... <sighs> Something around mealtime, people just, like, fall into uh, into behavior patterns. Exactly. And it's especially bad because, like, you're associated with these people. You know what I mean? You're you're at dinner with them, and if they make some goddamn mess on the table repeatedly and you're, like, being an ass to the waiter, and it just or it eating butter packets! <laughs> that is insanity. Yikes! I'm going to say say something, but I, I don't think it's your place to say it to them. And, you know, even if you were dating longer in some situation where it was, it, just judging on how your girlfriend's parents seem to act, like, I don't see any way that that's, that's going to go well. Uh, your girlfriend clearly hates this, too. And yeah. so I'm split here on, on one hand, I don't think you can just bail by yourself because you're leaving her out in the cold and also the situation sucks and she has to go to these things because it's her parents. Well, she didn't have to, but it, there's that obligation there, man. That's a free meal. You cannot, you cannot turn down a free meal. That's how I feel about it. Oh my God. I would you absolutely can't do I it. Couldn't, I couldn't eat if this shit was going if on. If fucking this Augusto, so unpleasant. if Augusto Pinochet <laughs> invited me out to dinner, I'd be like, I mean, where are you thinking? You know, <laughs> like, oh, no. eating out to me, both pussy and uh, restaurants, is go. so important and so delightful that I can't turn it down. I, I mean, I can't turn it down. If someone invites me out to dinner, I'm going, period. You, you don't feel the anxiety about this? this oh, just man. Just completely it, put you off? I am, I am 100%. Uh, in the camp of your girlfriend where you just get that thousand yard stare get that thousand yard stare and just eat the uh, thousand island sauce with a uh, blank face if you really want to like not get invited back to dinner just like pour it on be like I will have 
the lobster stuffed with uh, filet mignon <laughs> and just like really just ratchet up that fucking bill. You won't get invited back quite so often. There, there you go. There you go. That's one strategy. I, I'm going to say you guys got to team up on this one when it comes down to it. Because there are two of them. It's it's double the shittiness. And the only way you're going to be able to fight them off is, is the, the two of you. So your girlfriend clearly hates this, uh, but it's your parents and she's got anxiety. And that combination makes it kind of hard to confront. So I would tell her how you feel about this and how it's making you so uncomfortable and embarrassed around other people. And see what she has to say, because I bet you anything she agrees with you. Yeah. Uh, on one hand, like I said before, she might want you there to support her, though. And that's where you got to be like, especially if this is getting to the point where you just can't handle it, you got to ask her to say something about it. Mm. Uh, and maybe push it a little a little bit in that direction. I do think it has it, to come from her. I think any confrontation has to come from her. No, definitely. Definitely. It's... Uh, it's I'm referencing that hoarder situation again we, we had before. It was an yep. issue with the guys, Esso's parents. Like, you, you can't tackle that yourself. You can't be the point of contact as your girlfriend's, you know, your their daughter's boyfriend. Right. So, uh, but also, if it's getting to such a bad point and she's on board with this, like, you can also just turn them down and maybe have her be like, this is why we're turning you down. And it's really uncool, uh, depending on her relationship with her parents there and kind of, uh, Ability to stand up like that, because yeah, I don't know that could, that can be tough with your parents, especially you got anxiety. Right. So, uh, but you you gotta you gotta talk about this and you gotta team up on it because you can't. I don't know unless your stomach and appetite is as strong as Arthur's to just overpower the heinosity of the situation. Uh, you can't just keep going. It's it's awful, and for the sake of her girlfriend's parents, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, somebody needs to tell them. That's so fucked up. All right, Ugh. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this comment thread because of something fairly deep in the comment thread that I think is a little off base. Here we go. All right. God rest in reason says, if Dad were here telling his side of the story, I'd have a novel of advice to give him. For you, just stop showing up. The secondhand embarrassment was real for this post. Mom acts like a fucking nanny, scolded uh, scolding a child toward her husband someone who's supposed to be her equal, and Dad has apparently been abused into complacency about it. Shosher says, Mom sounds like a major micromanager who assumes responsibility for every aspect of Dad. I'm assuming she does so for a similar or maybe slightly lesser degree with the kids. But yeah, just stop going, OP. Pasten Aggressive says, She probably just transferred the behavior from the kids to the dad once they were out of the house. This behavior is weird as fuck. Dillmill comes in and responds. Now that I think about it, GF has some weird eating tendencies. She is not overweight in the slightest, but she will side-eye me for pigging out on some snacks like she thinks I'll judge her for it. She tries to get me to eat when I'm not hungry so she doesn't feel like as much of a fat ass. And again, she's a perfectly healthy weight. I wouldn't be surprised if it was due to past micromanaging. Ooh, that's a that's a big revelation. Yeah, Julia Katz says, and that's how eating disorders are developed. Not saying your GF has one or anything, but it can lead to some unhealthy eating habits. Now, that sounded off base at first, but now that I'm thinking about it, damn. I mean, there's there's almost certainly at least an impact there. Because even if like, it's not damn. a situation where she's got a full-blown eating disorder, 
But yeah, of course, if your mom is doing this to your dad, unless, you know, it's become some sort of bizarre thing in old age. But as you said, I don't think eating habits tend to change all that much. Yo, and I'm check- with this person saying it seemed to switch from the kids to the dad. Check this shit out. I am overweight. Objectively, I'm overweight. I'm kind of a fat dude. I'm living with it. But you heard how I responded, like, what, whatever it takes, get the, get the meal. Get, <laughs> get to the restaurant and just order the meal. <laughs> Damn, eating habits, man. That shit gets passed on, man. And that is, to some extent, like, if you got a mom who's fucking with you about that constantly, that is low-key abusive and low-key traumatizing if you deal with yeah. that your entire life. So, of course, it's going to affect you. Uh, but again, you know, you got to bring this up with her because the, the, you're definitely, if, if you're seeing this, like, in your life just between the two of you a little bit, and now you're getting kind of a reason for that's happening, I, th- I think it would be good to bring it up with her. Because, uh, and the fact that she's going thousand yard stare every time at dinner, like, she's definitely oh dealing God. with some shit. And the only way you're going to be able to help her and get out of that is to talk to her about it. It's all about communication, as per usual. Boom. This one... This one took a dark turn. <laughs> it did, dude. I thought this was going to be a good funny one, and uh, thanks to our friend Charlotte for sharing this question with us. I think this is a this is a good pick. But uh, yeah, fuck that got dark. <laughs> Woo! Woo! We got to get out Woof of here. Indeed, we do. I'm uh, I'm getting sweaty just thinking about this situation. <laughs> All right. Good luck to you. Talk to your girlfriend. I hope this uh, works out. And uh, uh, tell her parents they're brood jackasses for me because uh, I don't like them. I might have to declare a fatwa on them as well. Radio Free Talk Fatwa! That might be a little racist. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Sorry, Maybe everybody. <laughs> What, just because I rolled an R? Damn. Uh, I don't know about that. (laughs) All right. Potential edit point. Okay. (laughs) I'm leaving it in. Fuck it. No. All right. My 18F boyfriend, 23, hates my personality. I'm a very bubbly gal. I love to laugh, and I love making other people laugh. I've always been this way. I'm happy. I love life. But I'm also a sensitive person who tends to let out a good cry sometimes. It's two bullet points uh, for some reason. <clears throat> I have a lot of energy sometimes, LOL. Lol. When I, when I haven't seen him all day and he comes to visit, I tend to be all over him. I'll jump on him, kiss him, etc. It's how I show that I miss him. But he told me to stop doing it because he finds it to be annoying. So I did. No problem. Bullet point two, we were watching one of my favorite movies that I find to be absolutely hilarious. It makes me laugh, and I have a loud laugh. Kind of sounds like Demi Lovato's. Can't really help it. (laughs) He just kept giving me annoying looks every time I would laugh. Then he said to me, you act like you've never seen this before. Stop being so loud. (laughs) This is so awful. Dude. (laughs) It's like he gets annoyed any time I show an ounce of happiness. He's never hated my personality or found me annoying before. We've been together for seven months, by the way. I asked him why he was behaving so grumpily towards me. He told me that I act like a five-year-old and that my personality is annoying. I've always been this way, though. 
so I don't understand. I asked him why he is still with me, and he told me it's because I'm gorgeous and I'm a sweetheart. It's just that I need to grow up. TLDR, boyfriend is annoyed by my personality and thinks I need to grow up. And that was posted by Ocean Eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) There they were. Did you hear them? I definitely heard those. You need someone. You need someone who respects and appreciates your joie de vivre. (laughs) This man... Okay, let's okay. One I wish that I could remember the comedian cuz I've I've said it a million times. The worst thing you can say to somebody is I hate your laugh cuz it's like saying, you know that thing that you do when you're happy? It sucks. <laughs> I uh I know that bit you're talking about. I don't know who it is either. It's so but, good. It's but ex- for real. You can't fuck, you know. You're excited about something. If your SO gets upset when you, the way that you get excited about things, uh, that's crappy and that's a big mismatch. I and can I see... imagine a person that I would be off-put by their energy. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. They... 100%. Yeah, I can imagine a person that if I was dating them, I would be like, fuck, can you like tone it down? That just means you're a mismatch. You need some... like. That kind of energy that that pos- it's positive. Like if you're putting out something that is positive, but maybe too much, then you need to be with somebody else. Exactly. That's just a mismatch. And as you mentioned, they've been together for seven months. So if I'm going to guess here, uh, you go through that kind of honeymoon period. You don't really notice some of the more annoying characteristics of your partner. Uh because everybody's going to have them. There's always going to be something that you do and then your partner does. It's going to irritate each other a little bit. I uh, had a girlfriend. Uh, it was the girlfriend who did the <laughs> laugh. Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> she also used to do baby talk constantly. Ah. Uh, Arthur, I would be baby. Oh, uh, no. It drove me fucking insane. But there's someone in the world who that doesn't fucking freak out. It, exactly. But to the, the point here is that this is a mismatch and it's worth breaking up, especially the fact that he is being pretty antagonistic in the way that he's telling you these things. And also he's like asking you to change fundamental things of your personality. And you can't do that just to date somebody. The answer is go find somebody else. True. Uh, that being said, uh, this would drive me fucking crazy. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think I could just like deal with this. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. You know, being excited and stuff, that's good. Uh, but I couldn't date somebody for seven months who, like, laughed aggressively loud at movies and stuff. I wouldn't have made it, like, one month. Uh, yeah. So that is that is a lot of time you're hanging out there. And uh, I don't know, but she's also 18 and he's 23. Like, I, th- I think if, if you'll start figuring out uh, things that you like and don't like a little faster later on. But, uh, yeah, yeah, nip this one in the uh, in the seventh month, bud. He's also being a jerk to you. Uh, big air horns. Big horns. Big horns. Here we go. Done work in 530 says, my first and only thought, then why is he your boyfriend? <laughs> you should be with someone who likes you for you. Period. Boom. Boom. Yeah. And that's all right. And That's uh, fine. You know. Yeah. I'm, not everything's going to work out. Uh, now, now I had a thought come up. 
Because I'm also like, don't, you know, then become self-conscious about these things. But on the other hand, like, maybe, what if you are a person that's just got a fucking obnoxious laugh? You know what I mean? Like, maybe I have an obnoxious laugh and I don't even know it. Okay, here we go. Can you change these things, Arthur? You can't. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have, I have, you've, I'm sure everyone's heard it on the show. I have a laugh that is sometimes pretty fucking it's out. It'll go. I got a laugh that'll fucking do it. You know, big laugh. Um, and I can't. I can't do anything about it. And I don't want to do anything about it. You know what I mean? It's just. It's just in me. It's a part of me. I hear you. And you shouldn't have to do anything about it. You know no, exactly. Like not everyone is for everyone. And I've. Uh, I've spent a lot of time in my life. Um, coming to terms with the fact that I'm not for everybody. I'm not. And that's fine. It's definitely fine. It's definitely okay. Exactly. Don't try to don't try to be out there changing things about yourself just to just to please people. Right. Absolutely. Oh, and uh, I wanted to mention. <laughs> yep, there was. That's Demi Lovato's laugh. That is apparently what this lady sounds like. And it's 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 not the worst I've ever heard, but it's pretty it's pretty raw. Hold on. Do you want to take an edit break so I can hear this laugh and comment? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Okay. It's not as bad as Fran Drescher. It's not as bad as I expected, but, like, it's a staccato. Like, it's just a (laughs) punch in the ears. Like, really tiny punches. It pretty much, that's a good, that's a good impression. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty close to mine, actually. (laughs) Was that your real laugh, or were you trying to do her laugh? Because I'm a huge asshole. That's, that your, no, that's my real laugh. There. Okay, okay. Jesus. <laughs> Never laugh again, Arthur. I hate the thing you do when you're okay. happy. All right, all right, all right. Um, we are well past 60 minutes, but there's one thing that I would like to do um, with you. It's something I heard on uh, Pete Holmes' podcast called You Made It Weird. I'm going to plug that real quick. It's a pretty good listen. Uh, if you can deal with his new age bullshit, um, uh, here's a game that I want to play with you, Donovan, uh, right now. Okay. Let's do it. The game is this. We're going to fake laugh at each other until we real laugh. Oh boy. All right. All right. Count it down. And if we were in the studio, we would raise our hand when we're for real laughing, but we're just going to have to like try to choke out. I'm for real. Done, we, okay. we, we've done 27 episodes. I feel like we at least somewhat know our laughs at this point. Okay, here we go. All right, so we're going to fake laugh until we real laugh. Here we go. Three, two, one. <laughs> That's real. That's real because you were doing joke laughs. <laughs> Okay, all right, let's close it out. I like that. That's a that's a good fucking it's game. A fun, there. It's a fun game. It's a good party game, I think. I think people can play that uh play that in their real lives. Yeah. And put a smile on everybody's faces and you you'll find out who does have the obnoxious laughs. <laughs> it's me. Yeah. And you can make them feel bad about themselves so they never smile again. <laughs> True. Okay. Well, hey, uh Intro music is the song Hanging On by the band Nowhere, and you can find their music at nowheremusic.bandcamp.com. Did you did you do that with your voice, or were you fucking with something? That was my voice. Damn, dude. Uh, impressive uh, impressive self-editing. And uh, 
Thanks. Speaking of impressive, our outro music is the yeah uh, uh, is the speaking bleep, of impressive. Bleep. Our outro music is the song Stephanie by the band The Hayfellows. You can find it at thehayfellows.com, Instagram.com slash thehayfellows, or go on Spotify, look them up. They're called The Hayfellows. Hell yeah. It's been, yeah, it's been so good to have you with us. <laughs> and, yes, it uh, has. And uh, we can't wait to have you again next week. Uh, hope you loved it. I love this one. And we'll see you again next week. Bye. Hell yeah. Time flies when you're drinking this fucking boxed wine. Yeah, dude. I'm a little buzzed.